0: You're
1: listening to The Run Home with Beave at the moment. Um, soon to be joined by Curse, we hope. Curse, um, she likes to have a little lion when she's in Paris. And why Why the hell not? one of the great cities of the world. Who knows what she got up to or how big a night she had last night, as she often does on tour. But uh, it's just Beave here on The Run Home, thanks to MG Motor New Zealand, performance retold with MG4 Electric.
2: Hey, uh, Beave, do you know what time it is? It's time for (laughs) our Hino Trucks uh, Rugby World Cup uh, team of the Week uh, Oh yes Hino Truck's a better class of truck Alright some controversy last week in fact I got some texts from a few people criticising some of my selections but uh, let's see how like I the go The week. Yeah the Chilean. All those Chileans I, you thought, the Chilean, the I thought the Chilean hooker was outstanding <laughs> uh, and he made several much more <laughs> smarter than me pundits uh, Team of the Week so uh, at the front <laughs> row I've got Aroni Mawai who played for Fiji of course he was excellent uh, Sam Matafasi who was the uh, starting hooker and Tarek, yes. Tarek Fur uh, from the Irish is uh, my other prop forward uh, on the uh, in the second row I've got Tug Tug Tug, Burnie, uh, Tug Burn sorry who played Ty Ty Burn yep yeah, there you go you got it um, and Theo McFarland who played for Samoa he was excellent actually very very good player don't know much about him never heard of him before but he was excellent babe. very very good in the lineup. Uh, this will be controversial and I know you won't agree with it but he had the most turnovers of any player in the tournament uh, in round 2 Manuel Ardio who played 6 for Uruguay against France he wore headgear he was excellent <laughs> most turnovers out of any player in week 2 of the tournament uh, and my 7 was Lavani Botia from uh, Fiji he is uh,
1: beautiful what, what beautiful. an
2: absolute player that guy is my goodness, yes. um, if he doesn't already get paid a lot of money, he's going to after uh, this tournament. Uh, and my number eight, uh, and I don't know about you, Beef, but I wonder if the All Blast couldn't do with this bloke because he's played a couple of test matches for them. His name's Via Fafida, played for Tonga. He was excellent against uh, in, in their game against Ireland uh, at number eight. I thought he was very, very good. Uh, my halfback, well, you'll be pleased with this. It's Cam Roygaard. There was no other halfback that came close to him during the week. Johnny Sexton at 10. He was very, very good. Broke the record for most points for Ireland uh, in the Test Match Rugby. And just, just pipping Leicester Anuku Anuku was uh, Mpimpi from South Africa Beef. I'd I, I, um, I flipped a coin. Heads for Lester, tails for Mpimpi. So I went for Mpimpi, Atlanta tails. Uh, no doubt about this one. Joshua Toysova at 12. Yes, and his, And his mate, who was the only ba- uh, person to back it up with a spot in Week 2, Waisea Naikalavu from Fiji as well. That 12-13 combo, one of the best in the competition. On the wing, the Welsh winger, Louis Rees-Samit uh, from Wales. He was very, very good. And one of the Manu Samoan players has also made the side, Duncan paiu who played fullback uh, for Samoa. I thought he was very, very good as well. So that is... Uh, I guess it's, it's Brad's run home uh, rugby world cup team of the week. Thanks to Hino Trucks, a better class of truck to make your working life easier. Visit hino.co.nz. Um, another, I had to put in a few controversial selections, Beef, just to give you something to complain to me about.
1: Yeah, well, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna rock here as far as who I'm gonna complain about, and uh, and and I don't complain about this one easy because uh, you know I'm a big fan of. I know the kid uh, personally and uh, Cam Roygaard, although he played brilliantly.
2: The Fijian halfback, you're going to say. I you?
1: thought there is no way you could have a World Cup 15 this week without Simone Kurovoli, who kicked Fiji to a 69 year first against the Wallabies. He was phenomenal. His box kick was, was outstanding. He controlled the game. And Cam. he beats Cam. Simply because of opposition and quality of. It's interesting. Uh, so, so
2: in the research I did, Beave, um I looked yes. at ten teams uh, of the of the week um, and did a bit of research myself. Cam Roigard made five of them, and the Fijian uh, fell. So there was a it was split down the middle. And I guess my New Zealand uh, patch and the fact yes. that I think Cam Roigard is a really nice bloke and a very very good mm. player, I uh, chucked him oh. in the team. So uh, absolutely yeah. no issues. Yeah, but uh, you're right. But the yeah. Fijian player was sensational. He had a brilliant brilliant performance.
1: All the Fijians you got on board actually really took the eye. Um, Interesting enough, especially with your passion towards them, still no English players make it. Um,
2: There is no passion towards the English team in this man's face. Absolutely shocks me.
1: me. Uh, That was brilliant, Brad. I appreciate your team of the week, as I do every week. Uh, Something to poke holes in from my point of view. Uh, The Run Home Rugby World Cup update. Inside the camps we go, and what better camp to go inside as far as entertainment the Wallabies and Eddie Jones.
3: Yeah, it was a really funny sort of game. You know, against Fiji, you usually get um, counter attacked against, but, you know, they scored one try from an innocuous box kick. Um, and we were able to defend them pretty well. But physically, they dominated us from the game line. Um, and I've never seen the Fijian side probably just tick at that game as tightly as they did. Yeah.
0: You said after the game, Eddie, you know, you said, you kind of put your hands up and said, Look, I got it wrong. It was my fault. What What did you mean by that exactly? What What did you get wrong? You personally? Uh, look,
3: I, I always take responsibility for the performance, you know, because at the end of the day, the head coach is responsible for the team's performance. Yeah, I've decided to go into the twelve Cup with a young squad. You know, I want to try to rebuild the train. i be And sometimes, you know, a young squad under the heat and they day playing it in against a a physical PG inside, couldn't respond as we'd like to respond. And sometimes, you know, um, that's a key factor in the game. So, you know, I've got to take responsibility for that.
1: Fascinating there from Eddie. Now, what did Eddie make of Wales? Obviously, their next opponent. And again, a massive game this weekend under Gatland.
3: Uh, Well, I think Warren's done a great job there. You know, he initially went for the young players and then brought the older guys back. Yeah, he's got them playing that, you know, whether you call it was a ball, a very distinctive, strong, defensive, high kicking game. And then once they get in, you know, your opposition 50, they play a lot of bigger. Yeah, you know, he's still a very good player and probably one of the most competitive players in the world.
1: Well, we jump camps now to another team that have have a massive weekend in front of them, and it's South African's Jacques Niemberg. And of course, who doesn't
0: like talking about a seven-one bench split? Yeah, I think obviously people will look at it and say there's risk involved, and and we understand that. But but for us, it's calculated risk. Uh, and and obviously there is guys who's in that seven-one st- uh, bench that that cover various positions, but. And that's something I probably will not like to go into too much because I think that's more tech, uh, tactical, you know, and, I, and and we don't want to talk too much tactics around that. But uh, um, to, to answer your question, yes, we we have a lot of versatility within the squad, like we showed on, on the past weekend uh, with, with playing four nines. And uh, so, uh, yes, but we're comfortable that the risk that we take, we're comfortable that we are covered.
2: Jean, sorry, for just a follow-up to that. I'm not expecting sure you to give tactics away, but if something happens and you suddenly need to use one of the other forwards in the back line, who, who are the forwards that, that can actually cover back line positions other than Quachon?
0: That's, that's tactics. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's tactics. <laughs> ah,
1: that's the genius of the South Africans. It's all tactics. Now, what does he reckon about the threats of this very impressive Irish team? No,
0: a hard one, <laughs> if I can say it like that. I, uh, like, I, like I say, if you, if you look at the island team and you look at the consistency and performances, there hasn't been a lot of weaknesses over the last couple of, uh, of months. So we, we expect, uh, um, we expect a, a proper test match, uh, a test match of the calibre of a number one and two team playing against each other. Uh, that's what we expect. And of course
1: their opposition this week, the Irish, we heard from Jack Crowley on what it's like playing against Kiwi bundy oh, playing Wof, sorry, Bandiaki. A team player. Um but again the work and detail that he puts into his week as an individual that allows him to perform and, and um add to the collective at the weekend, you see, you know, last week against Romania and Tonga, then um the weekend just gone by it's no fluke as to why he's performing the way he is but it's also what he's doing throughout the week and how he's making sure lads inside and outside of him know um, their detail as well and, and he takes ownership of that so um, I think his preparation as, as well is, is something that's massive to him to allow him just to go out and perform you know, in big games at the weekends bits and pieces from around the Rugby World Cup. Rugby Australia Chief Hamish McLennan has insisted Eddie Jones is not to blame for the Wallabies' shock defeat by Fiji and insists the loss has been decades in the making. Well, Hamish, I'd say you've probably got a fair bit of blood on your hands, my friend. Uh, the Australians' campaign in France hangs by a thread after they suffered a 22-15 loss to the Fijians in Saint-Etienne on Sunday. Jones has won just one of the six games in charge since returning to the Wallabies after his dismal form with England, with fans casting doubt as to whether he should lead the team towards the 2027 tournament to be played on home soil. Jones admitted that he res- the responsibility for Fiji defeat fell at his door, but McLennan is adamant that the coach is not to blame. McLennan says Rugby Australia needs to rethink its model and development, and steps are being made that it will take time. Well, Hamish, you are a hell of a contradiction when you think about some of your moves In the last 12 months, the development programme of a $1.6 million winger coming from Rugby League is interesting. (laughs) Former All Black Charles Piatel has laid bare the vast differences between playing for Tier 1 and Tier 2 sides from quality kit to nutrition after switching his allegiance to Tonga a year before the World Cup. Piatel, who left Bristol Bears this summer after five years at the club, won 17 caps for the All Blacks between 2.13 and 2.15. Born in Auckland, Peatau qualified for Tonga for his parents and made his debut for the national team in July last year, having last appeared for the ABs more than three years ago. In the wake of Tonga's 59-16 defeat to Ireland in Nantes, Peatau revealed the transition between the top two levels in Test Rugby. Peatau says Tonga was struggling to find enough rugby boards during their pre-tournament camp, while there were also issues with food supply and inadequate gym equipment. Yes, that's that's all your bits and pieces on the run home Rugby World Cup update. Of course, we've got Kirst hopefully joining us after four, and I'm sure she will have plenty more for us. Now, time to have a breather.